0: Welcome to Square Gators, the local harness racing show. This is all a part of the Super Saturday Sports Show that you can listen to as to keep up to date with all things happening locally and around the world in the world of harness racing. The show airs on a weekly basis on a Saturday throughout the year and is hosted by local harness racing identity Daniel Hibbert on 1FM and Radio. Welcome back to the Super Saturday Sports Show here at 1FM 98.5 as I bring a very tired Dan Hibbard via the phone patch to 1FM 98.5 live and local sport. You are in Square Gators, the voice of RSN. And boy, was he the voice of RSN last night calling the Bendigo Cup with the favourite typhoon. Sammy, he stepped, he won and paid $2.30. Dan, what a price in the end.
1: The morning statue he was and uh, he was on most of the way through betting but he drifted right out in the last uh, minute or two of betting and got out to a pretty uh, decent price in the end and when he jumped in front there was nothing in that race that was going to be able to run him down so a confident uh, confident win and for him he uh it makes it three country cups in the calendar year and because he's done that he gets a fifty thousand dollar bonus on top of the prize money from last night so connections uh, Really happy after a big
0: night last night. Yeah, no, it was a great meeting last night. And I suppose, I'm not sure about the crowd. I know it's been raining a lot and there's been uh, flooding everywhere. What was the crowd like last night, Dan? Was it down because of that situation?
1: I think it was probably slightly down. But even still, I mean, the last two years, they haven't had anyone turn up at all. So, uh, you know, any crowd's a good crowd. But it was a really strong... Uh, a strong turnout last night. They had Bruce Hughes on course as a guest speaker at the start of the night, and he was there throughout the, the course of the evening. So there was a really good um, a roll-up for the Cup, which was, which was great for the club. Uh, they did a, a, as, as good a job as they could under the circumstances. There was a few skippy showers early on in the night, and it got fairly cold towards the back end. But, look, uh, under, you know, under, under the circumstances presented, I think they've done a marvellous job just to get that meeting run it may have been a real sticking point if they hadn't been able to run it but given I've sort of listened, I've heard all the discussions that were going on and basically 90% of the trainers that were entered were coming from uh, from either the local very much local area or coming up from uh, Melbourne and they were able to uh, access the, the Calder Highway to or the Calder Freeway to get up from Melbourne and and, and get to Bendigo because it's basically near enough to one of the only few roads that you can get into Bendigo uh, from. So um, that's why they were able to run the meeting. If uh, the corner hadn't been uh, in, uh, underwater or anything like that, I'm sure the meeting would have been cancelled, but they were able to get it run and, run and uh and well done to them.
0: And did you manage to get home, Dan, or did you end up staying in Bendigo, or what did you do? Yeah, so
1: I've had a, I've had a pretty, uh, pretty... One last uh, couple of days um, Thursday night, I did come home from Sandown, um, and, and sort of well, we sort of we were just sort of thinking that uh, you know the way the weather was, we knew that the rain was starting to ease off a, a little bit, um, and we just thought well, if I don't if I don't get home, we might not be be able to get home. So uh, came home, dodged uh, most of the um, was sort of only flooding. On one section of the road at um, uh, at McGamby, uh, which we got through there, and of course uh, the the sad thing is the, the number of drivers that were pulled up uh, on the side of the road because they all picked up punctures in potholes. And I think the fact that I've driven the road every Thursday for the last ten months, uh, and I know exactly where all the potholes and all the bumps in the road are, makes it very uh, made it fairly you know, easy for me to get home. Uh, at a slow speed safely so um, you know I feel for all those drivers that uh, got a bit of damage to their cars and then yesterday uh, left real quite early kind of knew that I would, wouldn't be able to go the normal route and had to do a, a big loop around um, around Rochester and Elbor and sort of come in uh, come in on the nor- uh, the, uh, the Midland highway in a different direction but it only added about 40 minutes to the trip but it, uh, it was a, a safe trip so um, I didn't have any issues with, um, uh, you know, flooded roads or anything like that. So it was, um, yeah, it's an inconvenience, but, um, you know, it was was certainly worth it to get
0: there for Cup night last night. Yeah, no, it was a fantastic evening, uh, like we said. Before you talk about the week that was locally in Harness Racing, uh, Vic Cup last week, I watched all the coverage of Victoria Cup at Melton, of course, rock and roll do uh, for the Stanley Camp getting up in the end, and... uh, was a pretty popular win.
1: It was a really popular win. He's, uh, now the horses are obviously are now over in New Zealand having a crack at the uh, at the New Zealand Cup. He was he was superb. Like he uh, he sat parked, and it's not often that you can sit in the deck and uh, and win a Group One feature, particularly a Victoria Cup. But they really didn't go ballistic speed early on in the race, in the first half of the last mile was uh, just over a minute, and for those sort of horses. They can certainly run those times quite easily. That then ripped home in 27-6, 26-8. And he was a comfortable winner, beating on a little Dave Moran and Emma Stewart, and better Eclipse, who got a nice run, got the sprint lane the third. But he uh, he's just come into his own in the last few, uh, the last few weeks, the last month or so, a killball Cup victory, and uh, now a Victoria Cup. He's uh, he's an absolute star of the rise, and uh, he'll give that New Zealand Cup a, a, a real good shake, particularly if he... Handles the stand, and particularly if he draws a, a front line draw where he can get up on the speed, there's going to be very few horses that can certainly match him if he's at his best.
0: Okay, what was the week that was in harness racing locally, Dan?
1: Well, we'll just go back to Saturday night as well. There was uh, really good racing there on uh, on Saturday night. The coverage was strong on Racing.com. Um, it was a, it was a ripping night to sit at home and watch the trots. from a local perspective. We had to wait till sort of the back end of the night, but this was. This was probably one of the races of the night. There was a lot of hype between uh, two two-year-old Colts and um, school captain for Russell and Nathan Jack, won the, uh, the Platinum Homegrown Classic for the two-year-olds, beating the Lost Storm for Emma Stewart and Mark Pitt. They were the only two the punters wanted in the market. School captain had the uh, better of the barrier draws, was able to lead, and they went 152.5, which is just insane time. Um, for two-year-olds and well, horses in general, but two-year-old colts running those sort of times, it was a, and it was a real race. It was a proper race. They made sure that they, they tested each other out, and in the end, School Captain was able to score a, a couple of metre victory over the Lost Storm, and uh, Russell and Nathan Jack getting the, the twenty-five thousand dollar first prize there. In uh, late that was late on in the night last Saturday night. There uh, hasn't been a great deal other than that across the weekend, given all of the rain, it's sort of made things pretty difficult for the locals. We did have our, our Cristiano win at Oyen for Mark He made the long trip from Kambuna to Oyen to score with uh, our Cristiano, the three-year-old filly, was able to lead, had to copper a fair bit of pressure in the early part, took a trail, then got the sprint lane and was able to score in, in uh, a good victory in 2-1.8. Um, this, uh, this filly by Elder Cristiano, She's had uh, 20 starts. She now won two of them. The last win was back at Stepperton in October of last year. But uh, she had a decent amount of ability. She's certainly not a, uh, one in the top, uh, the top ranking of uh, fillies, of but she's been able to score a couple of wins for Connections, which is really good to see. So that was the, uh, the winner up there at Oyen. And then the meeting at, uh, at Chuka on Wednesday night, we got seven races run before the last two had to be called off. Uh, the weather at that stage it just really started to come in. Um, the track, uh, the track staff, had done an amazing job just to get seven races done. But in the end, the rain was uh, was too much to hold back, and the meeting got called off. We'll go through that card there. Uh, the first was won by really under fire for Jim and Sean O'Sullivan. He's a twelve, 12 year old gelding, but he keeps racing with good in uh, in good heart. He was able to uh, score a. A narrow victory over stylish in black and Lugon. They went two minutes 0.9. The two-year-old was won by Tim Tim Joe for David Miles. It was able to lead all of the way. A comfortable victory for it. It went one fifty-eight point three by Tim Tim in America out of Promise Me Robin, and it was scored by six metres. The third race was won by Angelic She Ain't for Chris Hughes and Blake Jones. A very short price favourite was able to lead all of the way. Did A couple of uh, things wrong in the straight at the finish, but was able to score it in two minutes point five. Bull Park Beno continued. It's really good form for Terry Gange and James Herbert, it was a dollar forty favourite. Sat in the breeze, two three point eight the mile rate, and uh, got another victory on the board it's in rock ricking, uh, ripping form at the moment. The fifth race, the three-year-old was won in good fashion by Denny Rocks for Keith Cottman and Ryan Duffy taking the drive point eight, the mile rate, came from off the speed. They'd gone reasonably quickly in the early part. There was a fall at the start of the race, which did make it uh, a little bit uh, a little bit hairy there down the back straight, but they managed to clear the uh, that, that horse off the track during the run. And uh, Denny Rock, who, who was second up from a spell, and had run a decent race first up, went fourth, was able to get the victory there at Echuca on Wednesday. The sixth race was won by Cashflow Cassie for Naval Pangrazio it was able to come from the back of the field as well. They only went to 6.5. They went really slow uh, time there. 35.3 the first quarter and 32.4 was the second quarter. And by this stage of the night, you could tell that the track was starting to feel the pinch slightly, but Cashflow Cassie was able to come down the outside and score a good victory. And the last race that was run on the night was run won by Mr. Truth, the Mark Thompson and Ellen Tormey, a narrow victory over just as well and par's guarantee. Two minutes point nine was the mile right there. Set Park, but just got over the line. And then the last two had to be called off because the uh, the weather was just uh, was becoming too. Uh, the rain was just becoming too too heavy, and the track was getting uh, pretty uh, pretty rough. So they had to call the last two races off. And then uh, Thursday we had the two meetings uh, called off at Hamilton and Kilmore, unfortunately. Uh, Hamilton was called off because the mobile couldn't get traction. Uh, I don't know whether that had as much rain as the rest of the eastern part of the state, but Kilmore was called off uh, when uh, about 1 o'clock, and, which was a bit surprising. I'm surprised they didn't make that call a little bit earlier, given the fact that there's been so much rain in that area over the, the previous 24, 36 hours, but they didn't call that meeting off. and we wrote, The only other meeting that we've had, was at Geelong last night, so um, and even that was in, in threat of being called off at some point. But uh, we've been able to have a few meetings across the week. There'll be certainly a lot of horses, uh, certainly from this part of the world, uh, looking to get a run at some stage in the next week, and hopefully um, hopefully participants can get their horses on the track to, to train as well. It's not just going to the races, it's being able to work them at home as well, and we know how, uh, you know, how some tracks have been severely rain-affected there's been a lot of social media posts over the last uh, few days of underwater tracks, and uh, it's uh, it's a tough time for participants when they can't work their horses, and it, it does make a, it has a flow-on effect to what uh, races we do get to run. So hopefully the uh, the weather starts to dry out a bit, and uh, we get the uh, the participants can get back on track, and we can get back to the races next week. But we've got a really good card at Melton tonight. We've got the Victoria Trotters Oaks and the uh, and the Oaks or, uh, the Victoria Trotters Oaks is on the card. It's a really good race, and uh, looking forward to trying to find a winner for the punters tonight.
0: Yes, of course, that's a Group One as well. We'll go to a sponsors break. Dan coming out the other side. We'll have a look at this big ten event card at Melton this evening. Tying the knot, you must consider the Shepherd and Golf Club for your most special day. The Shepherd and Golf Club offers a unique first class experience that will help create lifelong lasting memories for you and your guests in a relaxing setting that boasts picturesque views and natural beauty. Our experienced team of professionals will take you through the process of designing your food and beverage selections, providing you a stress free experience so that you can concentrate on the love and joy that brings you together. Visit shepherdandgolf.net.au or call us on 5821 2717. 1FM's sponsor. SDP Tax
1: has been your trusted local accounting firm and has been proudly helping people just like you across the Golden Valley and beyond for over two decades. Are you happy with your accountant? Are you certain that you are receiving maximum tax deductions? Call SDP Tax on 1300 436 829 and start a conversation today. SDP offer a maximum deduction guarantee. That's right, SDP guarantee that they'll find you the greatest deductions possible with no upfront fee charged. What are you waiting for? Call today. There is no business too small. Call 1300 436 829 or visit www.sdptax.com 1FM sponsor. Shepparton Scooters and Mobility Service the entire Goulburn Valley. Come and visit our showroom at 6 Penalla Road, Shepparton and view our range of products that covers all areas of assistive technology, providing you and your loved ones with a one-stop shop for all your needs from daily living, powered mobility devices, or home modifications. We stock a large range of mobility scooters, walker aids, lift beds, chairs, mattresses, personal aid equipment, skin care, and incontinence products. Call us to inquire on 5831-7317 or visit our website, sheppertonscootersandmobility.com.au Scooters and Mobility.com.au. One Sponsor. You're tuned to Super Saturday Sport on 1FM, your one-stop for all your sports news. Welcome
0: back to the Super Saturday Sport Show. You're in Square Gators on this Saturday morning with Dan Hibbard, the voice of RSN, to take us through this big card at Melton this evening. The Group 1 Trotters Oaks, of course, is Race 7. That is on at about roughly a quarter past nine this evening, uh, 9.14 this evening, to be precise. And the first gets underway at Melton just after six minutes past, uh, four minutes past six o'clock. Beg your pardon. Gee, they're odd times for Melton Dan, as always.
1: Yeah, very odd times. You'd like to think we'd go you know, back to the days where it was a uh, seven o'clock, seven thirty, all that sort of jazz. The, the old days at Mooney Valley, but uh, that's an argument for another day. That it's uh, it's a good card. It's at, at Melton tonight, it's certainly nowhere near what we had last week with the the depth and quality of the the, the big races that we had from last week. But there's still. Some uh, good racing on the card, and hopefully we can find a winner or two, or maybe a few more, and hopefully land the quality. My multi's a pretty uh, juicy one, I would have thought, tonight. The first leg of the multi is in race three, and I've gone with number nine, Kakoa, uh, for Emma Stewart and Jodie Quinman. I thought this, uh, this girl was uh, a decent... She's about 5.50 on the fixed odds, but she's been racing really well, I thought. She's won seven of 17... Uh, with a couple of minor placings. She's drawn the second row, but I don't think that'll harm her chances at all. She's been a winner of her last two runs. Uh, she's been odds-on in both of those, and before that she was second at Meribah in the uh, the Call to Pacing Cup, beaten by Call on me in 154.1. So she's been racing extremely well. Uh, she had two runs prior to that, uh, and that, they've been her three runs back from a spell. So it's pretty hard to knock what she's done um, back this time in. So I think, despite the second-row draw, I think she's a crazy price. I think she's a decent chance of making it three wins in a row. So the first thing, the multi, is race three, number nine. The second league is in race four. Now, this is the Tapo Stakes for the two-year-old Trotters. It's a group to a fair. And I've gone with number six, the locomotive, for Wayne Potter and Nathan Jack. This is a Colt who is regally bred. I don't think you'd find a more regally bred horse Anywhere running tonight? It's by Muscle Mass out of Larkocaracha, the absolute gun trotting mare from uh, about 15 years ago, 20 years ago. He, uh, this guy is uh, the winner of four races from five starts. Was a winner at uh, Menangle last time, a uh, winner at Melton, sorry, last time out in the uh, the Bob Cornoyer Two-Year-Old Trotters Classic, a Group Two affair, and before that won the $50,000. Two-year-old mix trotters final at Nangle in uh, two three point one, just uh, a really nice type of horse. You'd expect it to be given the breeding that it has, and uh, it does uh, does seem to be a really pop, a really strong type for the future. And I think it can win the final tonight. So the Malta win the uh, sorry win the Tatlow tonight. The multi rate right, three number nine Kakoa into race four number six the Locomotive will get you around fifteen dollars on the fixed odds combined so a bit of value there to uh, try and build a bank for what is a pretty tricky quaddie in, in, a, in a sense i've made tried to make it a treble but we've gone fairly wide in the first three legs of the quaddy tonight the first week the numbers are one two five six and eight lb2 change was back off the map when first up last week didn't get the lead and uh, still ran a good race to run third. Gets the perfect draw tonight. I think uh, it's going to it, it's going to lead. The only issue I've got is how much the run took out of it last week. If it's if it's uh, still fighting fit, it's certainly the one to beat. But I'll put pull the other leg, who's been racing in good heart. Five captain is first up from a spell. Probably just going to need a little bit of luck from the draw. Six Cherokee Joe's racing very consistent. Has been racing consistently and is also first up tonight. And number eight, uh, Mighty Flying Art. It's going to get that cushy run, particularly if our uh, if, uh, LB2 chain holds the lead. So one, two, five, six and eight in the first leg. Second leg, I've gone two, three, four, six and eight. Um, Dad and Dave has drawn the pole now that the one has come out. Three, the last chance, has been racing pretty well. It was a bit disappointing last time because it certainly bounced back to the win the start prior. for Duke of Dundee. A good winner last time out. Six Gillaby Nitro. A little bit inconsistent, but could certainly win this this race. And eight all shook up. All shook up. If it gets the spot behind the leader or even three back to Pegs, that's where it races best. And it can certainly, uh, certainly scoot through and win at the end. So two, three, four, six, and eight in the second leg. The third leg is the Trotter's Oaks. A good race. It's a pretty competitive field. I've gone one, three, eight, nine, and 11, Amandine for the polls won three of its last four starts. Uh, three agret for Anton Galino and Lee Sutton, another one for that stable that Amandine's also from that camp. It's been in good form as well. It's been uh, has won run, run first or second in its last six starts at a six dollar chance tonight. Eight Elder Baron Keeper for Chris Alford and the Wallace stable from New Zealand. It's the chance from the inside of the second-row draw. Nine Lindy's Love, the New South Wales Trotter for Blake Fitzpatrick and Josh Gallagher's in good form as well. An 11 Rebel Stoke, for another one from the Galeno camp. It's uh, really It's got a good motor. If it gets a nice trip, it certainly run over the top at the end. It's a really even Trotter's Oaks field and uh, had to play it a bit wider there. The last thing of the quad, and you know what's coming, have, there has to be something that's won out, and this is in. The last leg the quarter. This is the Maori Miss Trotters Free for All, and I've gone with number twelve Queen Alita, who was who uh, ran third last week uh, in the uh, third last week in the Bill Collins Trotters Sprint, and simply couldn't get into the race. They just went too slow up front for it to really rip home. It was out the back, uh, and it flew home to only get beaten four and a half metres. I don't think that'll happen tonight. I think there's every chance this uh, this mayor will be a lot closer, and if she is, she's just got too much class on the side. I think she just wins. So, race, uh, the last league of the quarter, we're going 12-1 out. So, the quarter tonight, one two five six eight into two three four six eight into one three eight nine and 11 into 12 only. It'll cost 125 for the full whack, but if you just take a, a, a flexi, then it won't be too bad of an investment, particularly if we can get the first three leagues home and then ride Queen Alita home in the last league tonight.
0: Ten bucks will get you eight percent of it. Dan.
1: there you go. That's perfect.
0: No worries. Have you had a, had a have you had a look at the Caulfield Cup today, mate? Yeah, I it's
1: it's I have. It's a bit hard to sort of know exactly what the track's going to do. Um, I know it's listed as a heavy eight. If they get a decent sort of drying day, it might dry out a little bit. But by the end of the day, uh, race number nine on the card, it's going to be pretty well chopped out. If it wasn't already, so you're going to be looking for, well, I think you're really going to be looking for ones that really handle the the mud uh, and the sting out of the ground. So it's uh, it's an interesting rake. Look, I know, the one horse that I know does handle really heavy going is the Four Monophilia. I know it's had two runs back from a spell uh, and has a, had a fourth and a third at Randwick and third on the heavy at uh, Randwick last time out to Cascadian. I don't think the trip's an issue. I think she, you just know that she's going to be able to get through the conditions. Uh, and she's been a little bit of, had a bit of a support. She's into about $17. So I think on an each way play, I think she's uh, my top pick. A horse like Nonconformist was good last week, I thought, in the, uh, in the Might and Power. Uh, unknown really on the heavy track, but does handle soft going. So if it gets uh, the right sort of trip, uh, it could certainly figure as well. So, I'd be having each way plays. I'm not a feeler and non-conformist in what is a really even cup. I mean, last year we had incentivised, uh, you know, dominating the, the the news and the market and everything, and came out and won. We certainly haven't got this uh, that this year. We've got Smoke and Romans the favourite, who's been in good good form, but uh, you know, is it a it gets in on a lightweight? But is it a, a Caulfield Cup, uh, you know, prospect? We'll just have to wait and see. But it's a it's an intriguing race this afternoon.
0: Yeah, look, I'm with you in relation to nonconformist Race nine, number six at Caulfield in the Caulfield Cup today on a heavy eight. Oh, look, there's a bit of speculation going on. I'm hoping for a bit of an upgrade in conditions throughout the afternoon, uh, sort of relying on that a little bit. But I'm going to have a savor on Smoke and Romans. It just ticks all the boxes. I mean, I mean 12 months ago, it was losing at Packham, uh in benchmark races. And, and here it is, favourite now. For the Caulfield Cup, but it's got the light weight. It's going to be on speed. You know, it can handle the wet. So, you know, for me, people are, now it's three sixty, but people were saying was four sixty a good price. Well, I was going, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but based on all the ticking of the boxes, it it was a good price for four dollars sixty, which I took a little bit of during the week, Dan. Yeah, and, and you, know, you, you
1: I guess the thing with it is that it's in fall It just keeps, uh, and it obviously handles. Heavy. Uh, it's had three starts for a win and a second over. it. Handles the track as well because it had two starts for a win in a second. So uh, it certainly uh, ticks a few boxes. The fall's there, and and you do have to con- you do have to take into consideration the fact that it is getting in on a really light weight, and it just might be the year where it's able to pinch uh, pinch the race like this. Um, I myself, I don't know whether three hundred and sixty might be a fraction short in this sort of race, but it's certainly going to be uh, really hard to beat, particularly with. Uh, CMRD,
0: Eustace, and J. all involved. Now up at the Everest today, up at Ramwick, we're on a soft seven. Some horses have gone from Melbourne, the Ramwick, because believe it or not, it's drier <laughs> up in Sydney, isn't that ironical? But uh, that's the way how some have gone today. But of course, we got the favourite in Nature Strip, one at Royal Ascot earlier this year. Can you see it getting beaten today in the Everest,
1: Dan? No. No. He just he just wins. I, I I honestly can't see how he how he he's pretty much beaten all of these horses except probably for the uh, the ones down the bottom, the three year old Jack and, and Giga Kick. Um, he just he's just a bull. He is absolutely. Um, I don't know he's not even guilty, but he's just he's just a, a racing machine. He just uh, he loves it. Um, the wet issue, you know, he's going to handle that. The the wide barrier. Is uh, it's is not an issue. No. you'd rather him out there than drawn the inside where he has got to really kick up. At least out there, he can go through his gears and slide across. Uh, he whether he leads or whether he's behind the first couple in the running. Look, I just I just think he just wins, and you know he's he's the best horse in the race by a long way. Uh, you know, wait for Aves. He's he, the only danger I think is is his uh, combatant in Eduardo. Uh, I think they're clearly the two best runners in the race. mask must say so it goes well, but I think it's just going to get too far back in the run. Uh, so I'll be thinking, that I think the $1.65 looks good.
0: Look, i got the two fifteen nature strip during the week. But don't fall over when I say this, but there's a youngster in the race called Shades of Rose. Now, i got $41. It's in the $34. Definitely have it each way. It's going to be leading for a long way, Dan.
1: Yeah, nine stumps to seven wins, so it's done everything right today. This is obviously the big uh,
0: oh massive
1: big acid, Yep, acid acid test for it. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is the sort of race where you can uh, you can throw throw have a throw at the stumps and see what see if you can hit it. And uh, yeah, the money's too good, so even if it doesn't win and. Run in the first, uh, the first
0: three or four. There's good prize money on offer for connections as well, and the slot holders. So, race seven, number one, Nature Strip, and I also like in the Everest today. Up there at Ramwick, uh, race seven, of course, number ten, Shades of Rose, have it each way. It is five dollars fifty to place. Looks a good,
1: uh, looks a good idea. Uh, Stats. It's as I said, it's a, a really good race, and uh, yeah. I'm expecting the Fave to win, but uh, I think Shade the Rose, Jack and Owen Giga Kick, the uh, the young ones can certainly run in the money.
0: And I've had a little speck on Mars Crusader as well. I might as well just back the whole field, which is race seven, number four. <laughs>
1: You'd you probably lose there if they in trouble
0: then. All right. No worries, mate. That's where we'll leave it.
1: No problems, That's all. all good. And, uh, just. Uh, Hope uh, everyone keeps safe over the next uh, three or four days. In particular, around the around the area, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a bit tough. But uh, yeah, just uh, hang in there, and uh, we'll be right to go. Hopefully, things will clear up uh, in the middle of next week.
0: All right, Dan, do it all again next week. Thanks, Dan. That was Dan Hibbard, the voice of RSN for Square Gators on your Saturday morning. If you have enjoyed the show, then please let us know what you think at our socials. 1FM Super Saturday Sport on Facebook and Twitter and tune in from 8am next week to find out more. Till next week, goodbye.